0: Hello, hello, am I coming in clear? I said, mother, am I coming in clear? The PB spotted skank. The PB mini, mini skirt wearing skank. Getting free drinks. Out here in San Diego, where the Woo Woo podcast flourishes. Grass. That sounded pretty good. All right what's going on my brothers and sisters aunties and uncles monks kabbalists wizards mystics sons and daughters of god welcome welcome to mr woo-woo welcome everyone to the mr woo-woo podcast i'm your host the woo woo Niss himself mr joshua ramey i just gotta say thank you to you all i love you all for listening to this um to this podcast and uh, giving me an opportunity to express myself and and to share information and ways of being and and techniques and insights with you about uh, the ever-shifting salt that is humanity and our geopolitics and especially the geopolitics of wizardry. It's just been a, a fascinating week and uh, I'm just grateful you all tune in really. I love all of you. I bless all of you. And, uh, yeah, it's been all over the place. Hasn't it felt all over the place to you? I've noticed that, you know, as these solar flares increase and there was a massive one, uh, yesterday, yesterday, February 6th, and everything was going kooky. Like I had a payment service system that, that went, got shut down, uh, items that were being delivered, got delayed. It was was just like, very telling about this year and how it's going to go. And I I'm like, I'm down for the ride. You guys 2024 is going to be hot and I am all about it. I'm with it. I hope you are too. Cause we're in the ocean on our, on our surfboards anyway, like these waves are coming and not a lot of them are going to be easy to pass by. But I noticed that we all have an opportunity to define, you know, which waves we want to catch uh, if we want to bail, how we feel about being swept up in this. Like if you're alive, if your heart's beating, we're here for it. We're here for it right now. It's uh, extraordinary. Great week. Great week. A um, lot of lessons. A lot of lessons. One of the primary ones being, you know, we've got to start on a lesson lesson learned kind of uh, vibe First but um, my wife and I received emails from our scheduling service. And it's it's like based out of Sweden or something like that. And they had given us some kind of email, like where they were informing us that uh, all of our new clients would have to receive a newsletter uh, from them. They'd have to consent. Like we're going to basically make your clients uh, consent to being sent a newsletter uh, from this company. And of course, me being me, I flew off the handle, <laughs> you know, of the unfairness machine. How dare they all this kind of shit? And I wrote a very tersely worded email. Um, like who the hell do you think you are kind of stuff. Really stupid, right? So the lesson is especially for me, don't write any negative emails or gnarly emails towards companies based on what I'm assuming they meant in an email. <laughs> and I'm sure this has happened to every single one of you. Um, unless you're smarter than I am, which wouldn't be unlikely that you would wait, you would wait a certain number of weeks and then, <laughs> or wait a week and be like, what did you mean by that? So I write this gnarly email. Like I'm basically like, fuck this. I'm going to go look for a schedule. This is the last straw. I'm going to look for another scheduling service. And um, it, it taught me that any email that I've sent or, ha- or could have sent all it takes is one wrongly worded email and a good client. And we've been working with this um, scheduling service for like 10 years Could just walk away. You say one wrong thing. Like this is 2024. You, you say the wrong thing and they'll just be like, fuck you. Then I'm walking away. And I was ready to do that. I said, honey, we need to find a new scheduling service. So I said, okay. And we looked on this other scheduling service called acuity. I'm sure some of you use it possibly at work. I was like, okay, maybe this one will work for us. It was like lesser in price. I said, okay, great. Let's do that one. And as soon as I was starting to, like my, my wife set up an account for herself and then she started to set up my account and we, we invested like two to three hours transferring data over, you know, okay, I'm going to start to import like all of these contacts. And I was surprised to find because uh, they, they send you like a, an email like, hey, this is a test. I look in my emails and there's no test in there. And I go, oh, gosh. And uh, I, I start looking back online <laughs> and I'm trying to log in because we just just logged out. I was like, oh, I'm trying to use my email and my email isn't working. That's weird. My email isn't working. Hmm. And I tried every variation, you know, like how you're off by one letter and my beloved was the one that put my email in there, gave me an excuse to be terse with her, not paying attention to all this stuff. I'm being a fucking asshole, right? And she was trying to do me a favor. But now her favor has turned into something sour. And now I'm sitting here frustrated with the company and I'm frustrated with her. So I, I contact their, their um, customer service. Sounds a lot like AI. Hi, I'm, I'm uh, Julie from Hawaii how can I help you today? And I saw like the same email with her and I said, huh, okay, maybe they use a template, but you know, you never know. And I was like, okay. So I go back and forth for like four or five emails with these people. And they make me fill out like some long form, even maybe photograph my license to like verify me. I'm like, dude, could you just put my name in the name of my company? Like, why don't you have this in record? Go only because we do it by the email. What other emails? Dude, I don't know that was the whole point (laughs) my wife was off by one letter I don't know which one letter it is could you just somehow retrieve the information no we can't do that okay I do a little digging I'm like what's the parent company of this place it's fucking vanguard so instantly I'm like no I take a deuce on this and I had done so many emails with these people back and forth not answering my question and having to reiterate my question so I'm like they can't listen for shit I can't work with these people man I can't work with these people. So I basically go back and the other email place, they said, oh, you know what? If you just like went on, if you don't have currently a newsletter for your clients, if you're not publishing that every week because of some bullshit with Google and Yahoo, we have to get the permission and it's compulsory. So originally I was like, how rapey you're going to force consent on my clients who don't even want a fucking newsletter. And I'm thinking I got to start writing a newsletter or they're going to send them a bunch of email. That email ends up going into the junk and now they can't find their emails with me. Instead, it was something I wasn't even doing on, on the website itself. When you actually went on, as opposed to the app that I have said, yeah, if you don't send a newsletter, just completely ignore this statement has nothing to do with you. What? I was a dickhead for no reason. Excuse me. But not for no reason they sent an email and the way they worded it was stupid to the point where they had to put that disclaimer on their website excuse me so it just brought to bear like just being off by one letter in this era (laughs) being off by one letter made it so that it took seven days to try to get a in log information going back and forth, which with I, later I found out was probably AI and not people, which is why it couldn't answer my question. What I mentioned is like, I feel like I'm talking to AI right now. They didn't email me back for like three to four days. So I was like, Oh shit, it's AI talking to me, not a person. They're impersonating people now and trying to like, It's was like, why can't it comprehend it? Because artificial intelligence is stupid. That's why it's good at retrieving information. Not good at solving actual problems not better than a human. So that was mind-blowing. The lesson was don't fly off the handle when you get emails that contradict what you want to hear. Give that like a couple days or like dig deeper (laughs) before answering. And when I'm sending my own emails, I could be off by one letter, one letter, and that screws everything up. The wrong tone, and you're losing that customer forever. And you might've done great work they could just misinterpret what you said and it's like fuck you forever so apply that to your lives if you can learn from my mistake <laughs> don't do that oh my gosh it was wild oh here we go i got some uh some good stuff here i was catching uh, there's a. there's a podcast slash youtube channel i think it's a youtube channel that's uh called the sean ryan show this guy's a special forces like ex-special forces guy that I think also was kind of involved in the CIA, but he's had a lot of whistleblowers. I might have mentioned him on the program a couple times. But he had, whew, he had the ultimate guest. The ultimate guest last week. And his interview was over six hours. And I watched the whole thing. His guest and the wizard of the week is Joe McMonagle. I don't know, you probably never heard of this man. Or you've maybe never even heard of the Monroe Institute. <clears throat> The Monroe Institute is a specialization uh, by Dr. Monroe. I forget his first name. He created the institute to train people in a process called... God damn it. Why is it... let give it my name. No. Oh, come on, dude. It's a technique. You go out of body. It's spycraft. Oh, man. I'm trying to recall information. Remote viewing. Yay. Thank you, brain. Whew. Still recovering from marijuana. So, Yeah. So remote viewing, which is a process that our secret government, like you know, they talk like deep state, we're talking NSA programs, CIA programs. They eventually started controlling this program, but originally in the 60s, uh, late 60s, maybe early 70s, it was called remote viewing. And this man, Joe McMonagall, was remote viewer 001. That sounds familiar. That's like saying 007, but he's the first, he is, he was the first remote viewer. And I thought back and Dr. Bartlett had mentioned this dude like ages ago uh, from the stage. He's saying like, oh, I was trained by Joe McMonigle. Like I was supposed to know who that is at the Monroe Institute. And when he trained him, he said that Dr. Bartlett, you know, no bragging implied, I'm sure, was that the most talented remote viewer he had ever trained. So Joe McMonigle was trained by Monroe, the guy who started this, this remote viewing program. And what it is is. And I'd highly recommend you watch at least snippets of this video. Hopefully it comes in smaller video segments, but they can remove you. Like if they needed to find where bin Laden was, this guy could get into a meditative state in a specific kind of thing, leave his body voluntarily and go see where bin Laden is at. He would just go to it. He's just the intention of it. He'd be like, I want to go to where he's at, what cave where it is. And he would be able to draw on a map what it looked like. The, the geographical features of he would get information. So as soon as he he remote viewed a target like Bin Laden or a secret base or a spy somewhere, what is he doing? What is he up to? Oh, he's on the seventh story. He's looking out a window right now at this time on this date. This is where they are, and they would be able to draw out the description. Well, this guy was the best in history, Joe McMonigle. And you want to talk woo-woo stuff? The scientific community—they say they have—he has a, huge volumes of work on and study on this doctors and scientists refused to do it because it would collapse their paradigms of what is real and what is not of what the mind can do and what it cannot in the human system absolutely fascinating to hear this old hero of our republic one of the great heroes of our republic talk about uh spycraft he'd he gotten involved in how he found missing children their exact locations like they would call him with the hardest stuff the white house cia nsa all of them Be like, hey, we need you to find this person or we need to know what this person's up to or where this document is. And he'd be like, here, okay, hold on. And he would get into that state and travel there. Almost like um, astral traveling, but very, very different. Very pointed, very specific. And he could retrieve the information perfectly. Perfectly. Absolutely amazing. And this guy trained my teacher who also kind of roundabout trained the people that went to his seminars and the advanced levels on how to do this man i wish i had taken more specific notes because they'd be like here's the here's the target and you just start getting information and every human being he said can do this but they can train you how to do this at the monroe institute anyone could go there and learn how to ask to uh to remote view things he remote viewed his own death he remote viewed mars Specific structures there. He remote viewed alien civilizations. Like it, it wherever you want to point that radar dish, you can get it. So check out this wizard. I mean, wizard of the millennia, dude. What a warrior. Joe McMonagall on the Sean Ryan show. And he was on CIA's Project Stargate. I'm sure that's a familiar term for you. Remote viewer 001. God bless you, sir. Thank you for all you've done for the Republic. Thank you for all you've done for the human consciousness and advancing it. Absolutely fascinating. It's like if your grandfather told a six hour story and it was actually interesting. Every moment of it. So wonderful. Unbelievable. So go check that out. Joe McMonigle, Sean Ryan show, and it will blow your mind and it'll hopefully open up some doors for you. It'll open up more doors of perception to to take you further, further along. So we got solar flares this week absolutely gnarly like terrible communication <laughs> especially on my part especially on mr Wu's part god what a lesson i gotta I gotta cool it down when it comes to how to how to interpret type you know. but some people just word things really stupidly man but if you don't forgive that then you would give an angry response then you're as stupid as they are you know so let's not be stupid together guys and gals um just had a wonderful client even moments ago she's a professor of architecture at uh, i think UCSD and you know does the master's degree program this is one of the most brilliant people ever but she, every time she comes in she has the most brilliant questions and i i'm giving a shout out to Leslie Dallas and Jason cuz they also are great question askers this lady has nowhere near their training and her question asking is just sanin level like s-class unbelievable level questions but you know great teachers are great students so it doesn't surprise me at all i'm really hoping i get to have her on the show and it something came up during our the course of our discussion she was uh, talking about vision boards and how she was trying to uh give a lecture on that not having really done it i was like dang that's that's challenging to give something that you haven't really you just had to research on the fly and and then educate people on. <clears throat> so, we were talking about that, like when it comes to vision boards and like the the physics of them, like is is the placement of the objects more important, like where on the vision board or uh, what concepts is that, what intention? Joe McManigal talks about that. He broke it down that the three most fundamental and important aspects of the human consciousness, much less performance in any job is intention, number one. Attention to details, number two. And then expectation of outcome. If you were to study matrix energetics, if you were to study martial arts, if you were to study anything, he said this, and and even metaphysics, you could apply it even to all the spiritual sciences. This is the most fundamental and important aspects of performing it. Of actually doing the thing is what your intention is beforehand then attention to details then your expectation of outcome and i thought this this is absolutely applicable to vision boards i don't even use them myself though i might in the future because i think cutting things out of magazines is corny you know I, in the future i want to be able to sketch and draw them that's why i'm learning how to learning how to draw right now and learning the fundamental principles of light and shadow and and all these things and the intention. When I said, "Look, your intention for the vision board is so important, because the more intention and more passion you put into it," according to Neville Goddard, it happens faster. You put emotional energy into it. If you do it like, "Oh, I want this. Oh, guys, I want that," it's gonna kind of, it's gonna kind of go wonk wonk, and it, it may or may not happen. It depends on like when you look at it. It it fill it might fill you with emotion. If it doesn't, it's probably not attracting it. So I told her basically, when you do a vision board, you're creating a magnet. For qualities you don't possess, for, um, for objects you wish to manifest and enjoy, or environments you wish to go to. And uh, she lamented that, you know, a lot of the students there, and they, these people who had PhDs or they were professors, they didn't know what they want. She didn't know how to guide them into that. I don't know what they, I, they didn't know what they want. I was like, just ask them what they lack. And then you got it. People are easily able to identify with not enough. Like I don't have enough love. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough physical strength. I don't have enough health. I don't have, I don't have, I don't have. And, have. and then you just, you just through the law of versibility, you're like, okay, then clearly you want that. I'm not flexible. You want flexibility. So you cut out pictures of people with tremendous flexibility and you put your, you know, you could cut a picture out and paste it right over the person that it'll happen faster. Cause you'll be like, that is my body. You know, if you're gender specific, that helps you know, Oh, that's a man's muscle tone with, with abs. Okay, cool. I'll tape my face over that. But every time you look at it, you have to be like, yes, yes. You have to imagine yourself. Oh, how how will I feel when I have it? Yes. It'll have passion. Right? So intention is important. Then attention to detail, attention to detail. Like where do I want to, where, where do I want to place this on the vision board? So it'll be the most pleasing what and you can meditate on like where subconscious mind put this in the location like pin the tail on the donkey where is the donkey's ass i want to pin this tail exactly where this visualization will have its maximum amount of impact on you and to manifest the thing okay great boom right there i'll put it right there and then you figure out the geometry of the thing assemble all the things attention to detail and then boom you finish your vision board now is a third step this is the exact same formula that abraham uses with manifestation the third step is acceptance expectation of outcome i expect to have those abs (laughs) i expect to drive that car that i wish for not only am i seeing me like standing by it i see me driving it and you have to visualize that the vision board doesn't mean anything unless you actually see yourself doing being and having all of those things wow I'm up around paris that's beautiful there's the eiffel tower there's that place i saw on anthony bourdain's place i want to go eat squid there i want to go um to take pictures of the louvre i'm gonna see myself oh there's i am pays pyramid i'm standing in front of it i'm in a warm coat with you know what what season are you in so it's supposed to cue you all those icons are like you're clicking onto a program and then you have to visually and imaginally see yourself there you got to fill it in with vibration which means sensations and emotion do you feel satisfied do you feel apprehensive do you feel a zing do you feel like tingling inside of your toe? do you feel anticipation this kind of things add to that that makes it stronger that makes it happen faster and it doesn't have to follow logic you don't have to have the money you just have to see yourself there someone might take you to paris you know so you might get an inheritance something you get a bonus you get a a reward and you're like oh it'll occur to you now i can do that thing and then before you know it you're standing in front of that pyramid in in front of the louvre you know tackling you know oil protesters that they try to ruin masterpieces yeah those people are disgusting but we don't have to think about them because they manifested jail yeah don't throw paint on the um on the mona lisa bro you're going to get your ass beat in prison so that's you know to come back to it you you know if you want to do a vision board those three steps if you want to cook if you want to to draw all three of those steps are the most important even alchemically you intend you want something to happen then you fill in the details of that vision inside of your mind and in your heart and you produce sensation then you use emotion as a as a pull as an attractor force to make it happen you expect it to happen you don't need it to happen you just expect it to and that is the acceptance part that's the receiving of the gift is creating a, a feeling of expectation that's what it's like to be blessed when you're blessed you expect good things to happen to you once you get in a groove of it you just yo it's natural for things to go your way because you're blessed you expect it to go your way it doesn't because we don't so Hopefully you take something away from those tidbits. Yeah, thank you, Joe McMonigle. Thank you, Professor. Appreciate you. Hopefully hopefully we're going to have her on the show because it would be great to eavesdrop. I would want to eavesdrop in on the conversations that we just have while she's getting her sessions here. So good. So good. I love good questions. Powerful questions will take you everywhere in the universe. Open-ended, powerful questions. Because we only get a temporary answer. You get an answer for what's applicable now. You shift dimensions and it's a different answer. But you won't even get to that dimension until you get that first one, you know? I was mentioning to to her also, Professor Schultz, bless you, that um, the spiritual path and doing spiritual practices, things like remote viewing, it's more like baking, and I'm going to trademark this, i'm doing it right now over the airwaves it's more like baking than it is like cooking you ever get that old metaphor like you can you can add spices you can kind of wing it when it comes to cooking but when it comes to baking there is a precise formula if it's 400 grams of flour if you don't use 400 grams of flour the thing will not turn out if you don't stir it the way they tell you to if they don't fold it the way you tell it, the exact if you don't follow the recipe exactly that thing that dough won't rise that cake won't happen it will fail In baking, same with the spiritual arts in many ways. If you study yoga, like it's so precise the way Sadhguru teaches yoga. There's no room for deviation. I took inner engineering there and we were doing some poses and stuff. Dude, they were correcting like the toe, like a millimeter off. Like, no, 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 this way. Okay, there. Now you've got it. And now you have to breathe. No, you're breathing too wrong. Now there it is. Like, there's an exactitude to advanced spiritual practices it's more like baking than it is like cooking on the lower levels you can fuck around a little bit you can combine this technique with this technique cool cool that worked but the more powerful the forces you yield or wield excuse me then the more precise and more important it is that you have integrity that you have exact intention massive attention to details because off a millimeter <laughs> you get, like i said off by one letter and you're fucked can't get into your account right and then expectation of outcome that's where you let it go to the universe but you're like i know that i'm going to get my prayer answered it's it's like that you guys and gals that's 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 the essence it's just it, the message just kept coming up over and over again this week and i'm happy i could pass it on to y'all it's uh it's going to continue All of this is going to continue. This weird weather that doesn't make any sense. Oh yeah, I was going to give a technique for changing the weather or at least reducing it if you wish. And it's especially applicable, I think, to severe weather like uh, tornadoes, hurricanes. Oh no, this big thing's about to happen. The way the Ascended Masters (laughs) put it in their teachings, in their many teachings, especially Saint Germain, would say that That sending love to the elemental aspect of what's participating, right? So if we're talking like a lot of thunderstorms and clouds, they'd be like the air and water elementals, sylphs so and the undines. You'd send pure love into the heart of whatever that storm is, and then it, in many ways it dissipates. When I do matrix energetics on these, cloud, I look for cloud patterns on online. Or like what the current thing is, and I go to the fulcrums of where it's most severe, and I basically collapse those two fulcrums into non-being, which means I'm basically inversing whatever severity is being caused by there. If if the the land is supposed to be blessed by natural rain, that's beautiful. But if it's, you know, the government trying to screw around and test out some some uh technology. Or it's brujos from Mexico that are just like, you know, fucks you know, trying to stir up trouble because that's what, you know, brujos and, you know, black magicians do. My intention always is to, if, if it's the rain of blessings to fall, yeah, let it, let it go over the thing. But sometimes they're doing it for destructive purposes, property damage, causing people harm. And you're just like, I want my sunny day back. You can get together with another human being that you love and trust. With this kind of information and be like hey let's let's sink our minds and our hearts and send divine love directly into the heart of this storm and see if we get any kind of change and i i gotta confess i get a change in weather when i intend it about 95 to 99 percent of the time but then i have the ability to ask is this weather supposed to be severe is it supposed to be the way it is and oftentimes the answer is yes doesn't mean you can't order. It doesn't mean you can't intend to reduce the severity, especially if it's for the good of other people, like the homeless people in your area. Don't want to get washed out or for it to destroy crops, depending on where you're listening to this. So I'd invite you all to, to practice, to practice with weather. You know, California needed, uh, needed rain for a long time. And we were like, hey, I think I'm ready to do like a rain dance practically. just a moonwalking just to get to get get some fucking weather going on here. And we got too much. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure Gavin Newsom will release it again into the ocean and, you know, create another artificial drought. But it'll be harder because we're going to get more and more rain in these patterns. But if you don't like the severity, if you don't like the length of time, that's a great spiritual practice. It's a great, a great muscle to flex is as a son or daughter of God, you're allowed to ask and order, Hey, I want this weather instead. And, you know, depending on how many people are in opposition to that or on how powerful your call is, because you can override all of that. If you're powerful enough, it could be done. It could be done. You got to first negate the suggestion, of course, of like the weatherchannel.com, who's wrong all the time when it comes severity all that stuff you just keep messing around and then you check back in and you keep messing around and look back at the app and see if you can change it yeah chemtrails aren't more powerful than you are they're really not the human consciousness is infinitely more powerful but you have to come from a place of being human consciousness and not your little personhood when you're human consciousness there's no limit to what you can accomplish especially if you combined with other human consciousnesses that are on the same page, the same intent, same attention to detail, and then have a strong expectation of outcome. Let's all let's all manifest this together, like a a perfect humanity. I was like, here's an example of where everything's going wrong. People focusing on um, the battles happening in the Middle East. We'll say between Israel and uh, Palestine. People are focusing on watching reports of death and destruction and uh what other people have manifested through thought and continue to to pour fuel on the fire every person that's thinking and thinking about that doesn't realize that they're actually attracting more of that in that area oops that's not good sorry crystalia i'll come up with a different word sound i promise that connotates the ignorance and stupidity of man i promise but right now, oops is like, like oh, oh shit. Oh, I fucked up. You know, Bobby Lee. I, f- I fucked up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, all that shit. And eventually the universe doesn't give a shit how sorry you, know, you are. It'll, it'll shove it right up your ass if you're <laughs> continuing to be destructive or adding fuel to the fire. Uh, a vision board opposite of that would be children playing together. Israelis. And palestinians israelis helping rebuild mosques muslims helping to restore the wailing wall and inviting christians to barbecue with them big halal and kosher feast no swine needed right seeing them playing together every man woman and child wants the same thing i want to be able to be close to god who gives a shit what we call it whether it's allah or yahweh you're not even supposed to say that if you're jewish doesn't matter the same there's only one god there's only one life force there's only one source there's only one divine mind and it's all-powerful it responds to our thoughts so wouldn't a better thought be not only seeing peace but actually imagining a harmonious celebration of a ceasefire not just a ceasefire but a commitment to live well together you know and that goes flies in the face of every opinion held by everyone in that area but at least you're putting out the fire a little bit on your edge and not pissing gasoline onto it, which is what everyone is doing by going, oh no, and yelling in the streets and all that shit. They don't realize they're making the problem worse. Whatever you pay attention to amplifies and grows. If everyone's thinking the negative thing, then you're, you're adding to that. Ask yourself, am I adding to this or am I contributing a positive alternative to it? Even if it seems impossible, even if it looks impossible in your own mind, where you'd be like laughing at it, like, that's absurd. Yeah, it is, but it's not impossible. It's absurd because everyone else, all the other sheep are thinking of it in a particular way. Be a shepherd. Metaphor I gave, I gave the professor was like, yeah, you're in a zoo. Are you one of the animals or are you a zookeeper? You're in the zoo either way. When I walk around the zoo and I'm giving energy healing to animals, it isn't always the ones that are in the exhibits. It's the ones that are taking selfies or think that they're something or think how small they are. I observe all the animals until they know that they're divine. You can either express your animal side or your divine side. What are you expressing today? Maybe make a choice make an intention right now that I will be spirit I won't be this body I won't be this mind I won't be this stupid personality that I've been all week I'm going to be just a piece of spirit and that spirit produces thought and then bigger spirit reacts to your thought and creates it or adds or subtracts to what's already been thought or, or created if you're aware of that You'll be very careful about what you think about. I invite you to be that. I invite you to be spirit. I know you can do it. But also, like me, notice where you're fucking up. Take ownership of that. Do a vision board if you got to reverse it. Or write down where you're fucking up and it'll be obvious what the action, attitude, or thinking would do to inverse that. Please do that today. Do yourself that favor. Do creation that favor. You know you owe it to yourself to have a perfect life and have a perfect feeling body and to only produce and think beautiful lovely thoughts let's do that together folks my brothers and sisters please do that so um yeah that's all i had to say for this week so i love you peace and aloha